back. Incredible drama, unpredictable results, games filled with jeopardy. Or just last season's top four all winning, Roy Hodgson having a scrap and Sean Dyche moaning about VAR. Either way, the Premier League is back and the Sunday League podcast can't wait to discuss it all. Firstly, a man whose love for the transfer market may see him all dressed in yellow today. Dan, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, Scott. A uh, bit tired. I had a big game of squash last night. Uh, top of the table clash. First v second. Uh, luckily, we came out on top, so the legs are aching a little, but uh, I'm sure I'll still be fine for five side this evening, so uh, I'll try my best to stay with you guys tonight. <laughs> Secondly... A man who is currently weighing up moves to Saudi Arabia, Chelsea, or just his local Sunday side. Adam, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thank you, Scott. I'm uh, constantly getting letters in the post asking me to sign for certain clubs. Um, at the minute, I'm still a free agent, and I am until I make the decision for me and my family. Um, the pressure <laughs> that I'm getting isn't isn't fair. So hopefully... <laughs> I'll come to an agreement sometime soon. <laughs> uh, I guess, first of all, brother, this is this week we're all excused. No beer. No beer this week. Uh, well, actually, I say no beer. Dan could potentially still be having one. Um, but we're no, recording this and then yet. we're about to play five-a-side, aren't we? So uh, um, it's a Sunday League showdown. So I assume you boys are having no beer either, but maybe I shouldn't assume. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I went to the uh, the local cooperative trying to get some sponsors there by name-dropping them. Uh, but I also want a big sponsor. I've got a couple of uh, Prime bottles to try for tonight's Ooh. football match. So, Prime, if you want to sponsor this pod, our email's on Twitter. Just drop us a line and we'll, oh, you we'll do a collab. <laughs> aim big, aim big. I I'll admit I did have two pints of cider earlier, but that's all we're off now. Um, so that will be good. Um, boys, we're going to do the pod a bit differently. We're going to split it into a few different parts. Um, we're going to talk about last week, and then we'll move on to move on to this weekend. Um, and then we'll obviously finish with how did our bet get on? So if we start, so let's start looking back at the weekend. Um, should we start with Super Sunday, boys, and the, the Battle of Caicedo, Lavia, Torres, um, where Chelsea and Liverpool played out a 1-1 draw. Uh, Dan, what did you make of yeah, for a Sunday afternoon game, I thought this was uh, perfect, really. It was end-to-end, -end, uh, well, as thrilling as a draw can get. Uh, I think everyone was a bit excited because for last season, these were two teams that both underperformed on quite a large scale. And obviously, with the size of the task that Poch has got at Chelsea, it was always going to be an entertaining one to see how they both started off, so... Yeah, I thought, uh, I think more optimism for uh, Chelsea came out of the game, but obviously Liverpool not uh, not losing the first game is a plus as well. Yeah, yeah, there's plenty of positives to come from it. So, yeah, I mean, I reckon uh, Chelsea did quite well, Dan, seeing as last season they were struggling to, to hold Liverpool to a 1 1 draw. That's title winning performances there. Um, I do, yes, I I agree on some level, but I think that we're basing it on a team of that Chelsea team. You've spent what now? I'm I'm seeing figures of one billion pounds. 
Doesn't matter. What does it matter? What does it matter? Spending money gets titles, unless you're Leicester. Yeah, and they're drawing to Liverpool. So you're saying that they should be over, over the moon with that? Yeah, don't worry about that unbeaten. You know, Liverpool were champions not, not long ago, Dan. Um, they, they went 1-0 down, 18th minute, and they pegged them back in the first half. It was all Chelsea. I, I think Chelsea should have won that game. They just had all the chances. In fact, they I really st- didn't. I Liverpool still think they're missing shot. that crucial number nine. Liverpool had one shot on target all game. Chelsea had four. You know, the, p- the possession stats, 65% possession to Chelsea, 35 to Liverpool. I can see, if I'm not, if I'm wrong about Chelsea winning the league, Liverpool and Chelsea are going to swap positions this year. So Liverpool are going to struggle and Chelsea are going to be up there. Well, Liverpool weren't up there. <laughs> well, well, they're in no higher than Chelsea. So, <laughs> come but, on. No, I, I still... There's obviously the rumours of this week. I think they've got uh, signed, well, imminently, is that Elise from uh, Palace? I, I think he's just he's signed, signed a new contract. contract. Yeah. Oh, is he? Sorry. Yeah. I, the, the last I heard, he, uh, was it the 35 million act release clause or something? But yeah, that's, that's well, news. Two hours ago, Dan, get, you need to start looking at Twitter yeah. X a bit more. Sorry, two I Two hours ago, to... Palace had put four years. Wow, that, that well, that's a that's a big statement for Palace and fair play to him on that one. He is a big talent, I think. So yeah, money talks, Dan. <laughs> well, your Saudi deal hasn't been finalised yet, so it didn't talk that much. <laughs> but uh, yes, so they're going to improve the team with that Casado and uh, I think Lavia. So uh, yeah, yeah, there's uh, definitely a lot of improvement from that Chelsea side, and I think. From the the fans, they're very optimistic this year, aren't they? So, yeah, it should be a good season for them. Yeah, come it, come it. I suppose one one. Um, Liverpool in the first half, I think, definitely started the game stronger and took a lead, didn't they? And Mo Salah was, I think, was he just offside? I think just offside for the almost making it two 0 I suppose. So, if that goes in, game over, I reckon. But uh, yes. Chelsea came back into it, and they they probably deserve. Deserve their equaliser. Um, bit of controversy, I thought, with the corner. Yeah, what's his name? The new striker. Where it could have been handball, it could not. Could have been, It would have been a soft pen, I think. But um, well, Jack well, Yeah, with this VAR, you you've seen them given. You have seen them given. But I thought the game kind of petered out in the second half. If I'm honest. So it started well, and then no, it always seemed like it was going to be a draw. Um, Harris, you clearly still still think that Chelsea. Uh, are going to finish at least above Liverpool and probably win the league. Um, Dan, who do you, who do you see finishing higher after week one? Uh, all the optimisms with uh, the Chelsea team. Uh, I think obviously fresh new manager. All the, all all what you're hearing from the Liverpool team at the moment is no one actually wants to go there. I think so. Yeah, they're really they're struggling now because they're in a bit of a bad area where they've made two huge bids for players and now been re- rejected haven't they so uh, now whatever player they go for the teams know they've got an awful lot of money at the disposal that they're actually not not uh, letting go of so yeah more optimism for that Chelsea team and it looks like a very good project uh, to be part of doesn't it okay um the weekend saw the departure of Harry Kane and Spurs travelled to Brentford, and they uh, well, they got a two-two draw. Harris, what did you make of the Harryless Tottenham? 
was a bit I was a bit surprised really. I think I think the uh I, I don't know if I was focusing on Madison a lot. I, I didn't really notice that Harry Kane wasn't there. Son was was playing but he clearly didn't want to perform. Uh typical of someone who doesn't perform when he's in my fantasy team. Um it was a good game first half. The second half it wasn't wasn't that great. Uh four goals for the for the um, mutuals, um, and Brentford showing that they're not going to be pushovers again this year. I, I, I had Spurs winning this one three one quite comfortably, but Brentford actually uh, dug their nails in, especially when they went two one up. And when they did go two one up, I thought it looked like they were going to see the game out. I know at this point again it's only first half, but they were the better side, so I was I was happy with the game. And I'm happy that Spurs drew. Um, I think Romeo went off with a concussion injury. Yeah, pretty straight after the goal, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I think was a bit of a... I, well, I don't think... He, I think that's the new rule, isn't it? Because he didn't look like he actually wanted to go off. But I yeah. think it was... A, I think my main takeaway from the game, to be fair, out of all of it, was the fact that the commentators seem to be uh, heaping praise on the fact that this concussion rule had meant that... Um, this chap had come off. Well, firstly, he went down before the goal. So he came back on. So if they're doing a concussion test, he should never have come back on. And secondly, they then decided it wasn't a concussion sub because they didn't want to give Brentford an extra sub. So it's all an absolute yeah. waste of time. That's exactly what I was going to say. I got a bit confused on that because they were saying it wasn't a concussion substitution. So I was thinking, well, why are you bringing him off then if it's not a concussion? It was a kind of like irrelevant. It's like, well, just say, just say he's got a concussion and free up the extra sub. Yeah. Dan, does uh, Richarlison score enough goals to keep Spurs up in the top six? No, I've, I've never seen him as an out and out. They've got to go and spend some of that money because I don't think even when they signed him from Everton, he was really the striker. There's a lot of uh, players now. He's more of like a an attackive winger, isn't he? It's, I, yeah, he's not a focal point of that team. And I think uh, it was yeah, Daniel Levy needs to dip into his uh, pocket a little with that hundred million, doesn't he? Because otherwise, the surprising thing for me was I, I honestly thought Son was going to now step up to fill in the boots of Kane, and that's probably one of the worst performances I've seen him play. He yeah. gives away the penalty. And yeah, then he gets subbed as well, didn't he? And they handed Madison the armband at one point. So, yeah, I, th I think we are missing a point here because we're fo focusing very much on that uh, the Tottenham team was without Kane. But you've got to take credit as well. That Brentford side also lost their focal point for, what, the best part of six months. And actually, on the on the long haul of it, it's... From this game, anyway, both teams actually didn't do too bad attacking-wise. It's the the defence that they both need to shore up a little, don't they? So, yeah, but, yeah there's I, plenty I of change. Sorry, you go. I was quite surprised with Son as well, Dan, mainly because last last year he couldn't get into the Spurs side. This this time, Poch has come in, gave him the captain's armband, and he's still just as poor. And you can kind of understand why he wasn't starting last season. Yeah, what I worry for him, worry for him that he's too like uh, James James Madison. 
He, yeah. he wants to be in that uh, position. And when obviously Kane was there, he played in like the number 10, playing the ball. Now that Madison's going to come in, I think we're really going to see that Son has to change his way. And I, I, yeah, I, w- I worry that they've, yeah, they have got to improve somewhere up front. Okay. Um, Saturday evening, saw a lot of debutants get off to a, a scoring start. But uh, Newcastle ended up hammering Villa with a, quite a bad injury, I think, with Tyrone Mings as well. Um, Dan, what did you make of the game? Yeah, well, overall, it was it was a it was a very surprising result for me. Like, I don't think it's harsh to say because if you're looking at that score, it's an absolute like a riot, isn't it, by Newcastle? But I do think that the Tyrone Mings was a big changing point in it when as soon as he he got the injury it was kind of it was a big a big blow for Villa but uh, yeah when you mentioned the debutants that that uh, the Italian Tanala looked looked absolutely every every minute every no worth every penny sorry I was trying to get my words out yeah on the 50 60 million that they spent on him there's a lot of players that have gone for more money this summer and don't look half his talent. So, yeah, I think uh, the Geordie fans will be definitely be uh, rubbing their hands together with that transfer. And then, yeah, uh, obviously, our Harvey Barnes didn't didn't uh, let us down either, did he? With an assist, uh, a goal, and probably should have got two assists with that Callum Wilson second chance that he had. So, yeah, yeah. this was very surprising for me because I thought Villa were going to make more of an effort with this game. But uh, I think Villa will come back. I just, yeah, I'd like to see how Newcastle go now because this will now, teams will start to look at Newcastle after this result and they'll it'll, they'll be expecting big things from them this year now. I'm struggling to um, come, come to the fact that Harvey Barnes can get a bow and arrow into every game. Uh, that shouldn't be allowed on a football pitch. Very <laughs> dangerous. You could have someone's eye out doing that celebration. Um, and now you're getting the other Geordies doing celebration as well. Oh, that fan was fantastic. The little flick. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, and I think Barnes needs to do, you know, I, I pointed that out to you, Scott. He keeps letting letting go of the bow. Don't let go of the bow. You've got to hold the bow and release the arrow. So, Sorry, Robin Hood. If you're going to do some like technique or celebration, at least do it right. Uh, I don't know if I'm only criticising it because he's not in my club anymore. But I've thought about it for some time. Every time you used to do it at the KP, you, you know, come on, sort sort your celebrations out. You know, Shearer had his, his, his hand up. That was perfect. You did that right every time. Yeah, but Barnes, could have poked someone's eye out if you went into the crowd. Yeah, true. Well, a lot of high fives back then. That was the thing. So, <laughs> uh, but my take on the game, I feel... I've, I feel bad on how I've predicted Newcastle to to finish the league. Uh, I, I think I recall I put them seventh. Uh, let me have a look. Uh, yeah, well, so I remember. Finish. How good was that Isaac goal? The it's, little dink. Exactly, and, it, and this is this is my point. I I put them down as seventh. I I don't know again what I was thinking at the point of me doing these predictions because Isaac amazing. Um, Tanali he looked incredible. He looked miserable but somehow puts his feelings to one side and turns it on. <laughs> Isaac, fantastic. What a signing that is last year. Callum Wilson, when he brought on Barnes and Wilson, 
they just they, they just worked. And then obviously topping it off with Barnes in the 90th minute, I can definitely see why I've predicted all, uh, Aston Villa to finish ninth. Um, there was one listener that kicked back and thought they would finish sixth. Don't know where you're getting that data from, but clearly losing 5-1 to Newcastle, pretty hey, embarrassing. I do think mm. that we're going to see a totally different side to both of these when the European competitions start play. I think we, it, we're taking it from one game at the moment. They're not playing in the middle of the week no. or anything yet. They'll start to pick up injuries and it's, no. yeah, when those Geordies and, and Villa, on the other hand, also have their European games, that's when you'll start to see. On that performance, who's, who's Dan, I don't think the they'll season. beat Hibs. <laughs> I think they'll be all right there. Um, Saturday started with a ticketing nightmare, but ended with Arsenal running out uh, close 2-1 winners, I suppose, over Forest. Adam, what did you make of it? Um, unfortunately, this was a game that was on TV whilst we was on our way up to Huddersfield. Um, we tuned in whilst we was at the pub. So my, my feedback that I've got on this game isn't really in-depth. Not that they ever are in depth, but Saka looked good. Uh, Nikita looked good. And Forrest scored. So I I still I still can't get a, a grasp on Forrest. I, I don't know how they're gonna do this season. I think they've made have they made any decent signings? I don't I don't think they did really make about good. twenty-two last year, so I think they were probably having to just slow it down. I think it, I don't think he's made too many this year, to be honest. But I think he's he's just had to sort out the core of the squad, hasn't he? He had a strong team anyway. They've got the keeper. I know he started, wasn't it? Because he left Arsenal last, last week and was playing his first game back at where he was. Well, I don't think he featured too much for them. But is it Turner? Yeah. Matt yeah, Turner? Turner. No, I mean, we, I think we all put Arsenal were going to win this game. I think we all put 2-0 on our predictions. So we all knew it was going to be a comfortable win for Arsenal. And I'm very surprised that Forrest got one. And I thought I was going to be wrong with my predictions and be Arsenal are going to win 5-0 because that's just how I think of Forrest. I'm going to try and come away from that point of view for the podcast going forward for the rest of the season because if it's just me slating Forrest every week, it's not a good listen. So uh, good, good, good effort, Nottingham. Um, move on to the next one. Uh, I think yeah, there's positives from both sides, isn't it? Uh, no, I think Could it's very harsh. Nice. It, if you go in from VAR, then it, it, any touch of the hand in the penalty box now is... But that's a very... It's it's us speaking about VAR, because if, if VAR is going to be VAR, then... It, Every touch of the uh, touch, the hand touching the ball in the box is a penalty. But as a, people that have played football, if that's given against you, that's a horrible decision. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't complain. I don't think it was a penalty. So, but on the other hand, I think both teams. I don't think Nottingham will be too disappointed with this result. I think there was plenty enough for the away fans to go back home and say there was. The fight from the team. I have to say, I was, I'd watched the first half and then had to go and do a few house jobs on the Saturday. So I kind of tuned in for the last 10 minutes of this game because I heard that not, I thought from the first half that 
Arsenal were going to kind of run riot here. They scored two good goals. Uh, although I kept telling the misses that Eddie Nketiah is still a championship striker, yet he still keeps scoring. So I don't know how long I can keep saying that now. But uh, yeah, then with Saka's goal, I, yeah, I thought they were going to run riot. And then when I heard that Nottingham had uh, got the one back, and obviously, as you know now, that they probably have seven to ten minutes added on, I was kind of like, oh, I best just tune in for this. But yeah, Arsenal held out and... It's, it's nice to see because we, we've known for plenty of years that an Arsenal team do collapse under the pressure sometimes. But I think they'll they'll go well this season, Arsenal will. So, yeah, a straightforward yeah. three points, I think. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think Forrest gave them probably more of a game than we thought they were going to. I think that's how I'd round it up. But, um, yeah, I think, I think Arsenal probably deserved it. Um, but I think Steve Cooper will look back and say, oh, I could have maybe nicked a point. Um, okay, last one of the weekend, boys. Uh, the round one or week one finished at Old Trafford, uh, where a, where a pretty rusty Man United um, beat a, a resurgent. I don't know Gary O'Neill's Wolves one nil. Um, Dan, did Man U deserve to win? No, they did not. Uh, that uh, what? Well, where is it? I've heard uh, the phrase. Unana's uh, pulled out the haymaker at one point, and uh, I, I, I've listened to this and watched it back on top. I don't know how this, uh, how he's got away with this situation. I've not actually, I've seen what decision has been made, but I don't get how VAR has not got involved on this one. Yeah, oh, it's it's so so more he did. They got involved, but then they didn't ask for... I think, did he go to review it? No, he didn't go no, to the didn't screen. Go, yeah. That's ridiculous. That but... Absolute stonewall pen. Then you see all the referees having dinner in Old Trafford upstairs. It's very bizarre. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I said, there's a lot of transaction fees that have gone on during that game. <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah, um, that... Sorry. To be fair, Harris... Wolves, Wolves, I think, we, you know, everyone thought Wolves had struggled. Gary O'Neill had been there, what, less than a week. I mean, if that, is it Cunha, Cunha? I'm not quite sure how you say it. Um, yeah. If he could finish his dinner, Wolves would have won that, wouldn't they? Yeah, Wolves played fantastic. I was I was watching it uh, at home. Uh, the first 10, 15 minutes, very attacking from Wolves. Like you say, they just could, they, they either wasn't shooting or they were doing that one too many pass. Uh, and, and not getting it away. Uh, they, they were fantastic. And there was, there was times where it was Wolves for 15 minutes. Then I'd say it was probably Man U for 5-10. And then Wolves dominated the rest of the first half. They were, they were fantastic. Second half came out a bit slow, got back into the game. Man U scored, deflated them a bit. But then the, the, after that goal, it was Wolves for the taking, attack after attack. They played really well. And it was I'll... quite surprising to see them go and try and take the game to Wolves because I think a lot of people expected before the game, obviously with uh, Gary O'Neill last year being at Bournemouth, that Wolves would probably set up a similar style of play and probably more invite Manchester United to attack and try and attack later on. But yeah, I think, like Adam said, I think it was attack-attack from both teams. 
which probably made for a better game. Obviously, not many goals, but I think I seen there was like twenty three shots from either team or something. Which, uh, yeah, if if Wolves do, Wolves will obviously have to change their style of play against certain other teams because there's going to be more battles from. This was probably one of those games where they could attack more because they should really expect to not come away from Old Trafford with any points. But it'll be when they have to get in the battles of, do you know, like the mid-table teams and they'll need to pick up the points because that, that's going to be a difficult job for Gary O'Neill. But obviously manager of the season last year, so uh, he should be able to <laughs> give him a fighting chance. One thing that I don't quite get is that Gary O'Neill was only really there for one, uh, for like a week prior so whose tactics was it that they were using were they using the previous managers or were they using Gary O'Neill's influence on that one week because I didn't I didn't see Bournemouth playing like that when he was there and it, it was an attack of away from home uh, well, well that... does he have better players at Wolves than he does at, or did at Bournemouth I suppose yeah. in my argument to be fair you know um, that couldn't look like a good player the lad out wide uh, is it Silver? I can't remember his name. He looked like a good player. But Nunes in midfield yeah. as well. Yeah, they've got a few decent players. The fullback had a good game, the ex-Barcelona lad. So maybe they've just got better players, um, which means it can be a bit more bit more attacking. Um, I think just to round it off, it'll be interesting to see across the season for Man United how Mason Mount and uh, Bruno Fernandes works in midfield because uh, there's not much pace there. And I think that's what probably invited some of those Wolves attacks was it's just a very one-pace midfield, isn't it? Do you think Greenwood gets a contract? Uh, I think I think my views on that stay off this podcast because we would get cancelled. Um, <laughs> I think what Man United are doing with it and putting it on all the, this women's team and everything like that is an absolute disgrace. Um, but whilst we talk women's football or mention it, I just want to say um, good luck to uh, the, the Lionesses um, in their World Cup final on Sunday. It'd be a nice thing to watch whilst, uh, whilst you're having a fright. It's up, coming home. It's uh, coming so. home. Good way to round off uh, last week's fixtures, I suppose. So, boys, let's look forward to let's look forward to the weekend. Um, start starts on Friday night at uh, the City Ground. But here's what we're going to do: we're not going to run through every fixture. So, I want you, I want you to give me one. Um, Adam, what's your what's your pick for game of the weekend? Game of the weekend. I'm going to go for the. Uh... Oh, yeah. It's a tough one here. Uh, I'm going to go Fulham-Brentford. Uh, Game of the weekend. Derby. Well, wow. you put me under pressure. <laughs> I'm looking uh, at the list. And I okay, just hold on, Adam. Hold on. I'm going to run through the fixtures quickly. Uh, Forest, Sheffield United, Fulham-Brentford, Liverpool v Bournemouth, Wolves v Brighton, Spurs v Man U, Man City v Newcastle, Villa v Everton, West Ham v Chelsea, Palace v Arsenal. So you want, what is it, Fulham v Brentford? Go on then. <laughs> I would like to retract my statement, please, Scott. Big game in Fulham, that. <laughs> Man City, Newcastle, I think, is going to be the game of the weekend for me. There we go. There we go. Why? Why? Well, tell, tell me oh. about it. After Newcastle with the 5-1 win, first game of the season... I didn't really see much of Man City in the first week. They were playing Burnley, so that was going to be an easy win for them. They've lost Kevin De Bruyne now. I think I think Newcastle might actually um, turn turn up here and get something from this. I, I reckon it's going to be a Newcastle win. 
What, what do you reckon yeah. the score will be? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go two one to Newcastle. Oh wow, wow. Uh, Dan, any thoughts on Man City Newcastle? Well, I don't think Newcastle will be far off it. I do think it will be. A, it's a great fixture to have the second week in, especially when you've seen Newcastle as they've just won five one. Because you're not going to get a much better side in the league than Man City. So to see how good that Newcastle side actually are is uh, not much of a better team than to go to the City of Manchester Stadium at the weekend. So I've gone uh, for a 2-2. Bear in mind, Man City, I don't know where they were playing last night. But, uh, ah, So away, away in the week as well. So... Yeah, I've gone that they'll come come home a bit jet lagged and uh, Newcastle will get taken by surprise to all. Yeah, I think it's a bit of a free hit for Newcastle to be fair. And no De Bruyne for Man City for what four months? That's that's massive. That's massive in the whole in the whole context of the league, I reckon. But look, I, yeah. I think it'll be eight o'clock on a Saturday night. We'll we'll be in a pub somewhere, no doubt, after fingers crossed Leicester have picked up another three points here against Cardiff. So I'm gonna go for a belter. I'm gonna go three two Man City. Ah, what a game to watch. Um, Dan, the game at Craven Cottage is still available. Um, what's your game of the weekend? Uh, I'm going to have to say I'm looking forward to the Liverpool-Bournemouth one. Uh, going forward with it being, I think, Liverpool, attackively-wise, will be very strong this season. Not necessarily at the back. I think they're a very open team defensively-wise. And then... Watching the Bournemouth game at the weekend, the way that uh, the new chap has set up and he's trying to get Bournemouth attacking. So, yeah, I've gone for a high-scoring 3-2 Liverpool win on this one. So, I think for those footballing fans, this one might be one to tune into. Wow, wow. I can't believe Bournemouth are in a game of the week. Um, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Adam, thoughts on uh, Liverpool v Bournemouth? Well, hopefully it's another 9-0 hammering. Um, which I, I can see. I can, I can see this being a hammering for, for Liverpool. I don't really know much about this Bournemouth manager. Dominic um, Solanke, one of the best strikers in the league. Hey, Dom, hey nothing wrong with Dom Solanke. Big, big Dom. Dom. Um, but I don't know. I don't know this manager. I don't know where he's come from. The old uh, manager. manager. Yeah, that big sporting team in Spain. No, no idea what they have achieved. Play great football, you know. No, okay, I don't, I don't think this guy's going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've gone for I've gone for a three 0 Liverpool winner. I don't, I don't, I don't know this guy well enough. Unfortunately, he can. Uh, he's got the rest of the seasons changed my mind, but he's I think he's going to be with uh, Cooper and Sackville. He's not playing, you know. I mean, got Dave, the team, Daniel. David Brooks. Oh, that's yeah. good to see him back. Good to see him back. Um, yeah, I think I think to be fair, good think, player at the weekend. Uh, I imagine pre-game, my prediction is uh, Liverpool come out in t-shirts, and it just says uh, "Pray for us." So hopefully they can sign some midfielders at some point. You know, that, you know, <laughs> poor little Liverpool with no money. Yeah, if you read Twitter, it's like it's like they're doing, like doing everyone a favour. Oh, <laughs> like, oh, you know, we keep football pure. You were about to spend hundred million quid as well. Oh God! Um, I've seen it after some Japanese lad now from Germany. This son, anyone with yeah, what? what I don't get. Uh, Sorry, you're Scott, an what I don't get with Liverpool. Uh, 
is um, so they can afford 110, uh, 110 million for Casado, but they couldn't buy Jude Bellingham. Oh, yeah. This all this Jurgen Klopp rubbish coming out where it was when they signed Pogba, weren't it? Oh, the game's gone. We would never do that. Then he's bid 20 million quid more. Then they don't sign him. And Carragher's all over Twitter going, oh, it's a disgrace spending that much money. I don't I don't know where they get off. Have a day off. Have a day off. <laughs> hey, you're, I don't know, Yuki Abbey, get, get him down. Anyone that's ex-midfielder, just get him in. Oh, I like it when you see that they had... They had him, uh, whoever's turned him down, and then they were like, oh, well, we actually didn't want that one anyway. Yeah. They always oh. wanted... They've not gone after the number one target yet. 4-0. Uh, 4-0 Liverpool. What score you put, Cup? 4-0 Liverpool. Dan, did you, did you say what score you've put? Yeah, three, he two, said 3-2. Two. Liverpool. You, you're all on something here. 3-2. Yeah, Dominic <laughs> Solanke, two goals. <laughs> I'm going to go... Boys, I, I, I'm going to say a little bit more mainstream. I'm going to go Spurs, Man United. I think it's five, half five on Saturday night. So just as you get in the pub um, after the three o'clock, Spurs, Man United. Um, first game at Spurs without Kane. It'll be interesting to see what the fans are like. Do they get behind the team or do they have a bit of a dig at uh, Daniel Levy? Like I said, do, can an overweight Casemiro with uh, one paced Mason Mount and diving Bruno? How oh, Bruno Fernandes not got a yellow card in this league yet? Oh man, um, but can they can they do much in this game? Um, look, I think it'll be entertaining. I would say now, if you want a bit of a tip, I'm, I'd say there's a red card in that game. Um, I don't know who to, but I'd say there's a red card. Um, I'm going to go one-one. Harris, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm with you on this one, Scott. One-one. I think um, I think it'll be all Man United, and I think Spurs will get a lucky one-nil lead, and Man U will will peg them back and then dominate the game. Dan, what do you reckon Spurs, man, you? Uh, I've gone for an away winner, United to win it. Uh, I don't think they played great at the Wolves game, but the only way is up. Uh, uh, yeah, I see them being too strong for that. Spurs are in a tr- transitional period at the moment after Kane, and I think they'll run out of ideas in this game. So, yeah, United will pick them off here 2-1. Right, there we go. Okay, boys, um, the rest of our predictions are going to go up on social media. So don't worry. You can see everything else that we've predicted uh, for the weekend. And in a couple of weeks, we'll give it a couple of weeks to to really get into it. Our point system. I don't want to spoil it just yet. That might be because I'm not winning. Um, but in a couple of weeks' time, we'll get a league table going of how we're getting on. <laughs> uh, boys, let's talk fantasy football very quickly. Um, first week done. Um, Adam, uh, would you want to comment on how your team did? No, no, no comment on this. Um, yeah. uh, I don't know what league. I was thinking. I had bottom of the league. Yeah, bottom of the league. I had Odegaard captain, not not Haaland. I had Kepper in my side. I had Rare in my side. He was going for a transfer, so none of my keepers. And Kepper's left in it. Yeah, so I've had to transfer him out already. Awful Did start. You, what have you lost points on the transfer? No, free transfer. Got Onana in. So uh, uh, luckily, so... Dom Solanke saved me. Adam, your bottom. Dan, your. Your uh, lower half, uh, I'm bang on mid-table. So uh, we've got some catching up to do, uh, to be honest. Yes. But a uh, shout out to, well, this name rings a bell. 
Uh, shout out to uh, uh, Thomas Harris. I, I don't know where I've heard that surname somewhere before. Um, <laughs> Adam's uh, got two teams. Uh, <laughs> it was our week one winner. Uh, that name rings a bell. So shout out, but uh, we're coming to get you. We're coming to get you. And uh, quickly on that Super Six, boys. Um, look, I beat both of you, but we didn't win it either. So um, a no. shout out to... There is still... Sorry, sorry, Scott, jumping in. There is still time to join this league. It's not like fancy where your points start afresh. Yeah. So feel free to join the league now because I only got two points this weekend. <laughs> and you're on a predictions podcast. But shout out to Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes, who, who won our league last week. Um, so shout out, shout out to Jack. Well done, Jack. So boys, this week, that just leaves us Leave us uh, a bit of tipping for our listeners. Uh, it's uh, a treble in honour of my uncle Tony. Nothing to do with a man that's recently been suspended for gambling um, on football. Nothing to do with him at all. This is my uncle Tony. This. Um, let's look at last week. Damn, the good news is Brighton won. The good news for me, Palace Easy. won. So, so the money's coming in, isn't it, Harris? The money is coming in. Welcome to Stoke. <laughs> Well, they, they lost to Ipswich. That, to me, that's a sure. It was a sure thing. They won week one. They play a newly promoted side and they lose two 0 There's nothing I can do about that, guys. Ipswich had won as well the first week. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about Ipswich. I can only go off facts and figures, right? You know and to me, Stoke should have won. Who's top of the championship? Ipswich right? are top. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah they are now. <laughs> they are now, but. You, I feel like you two are getting beat up on this. And They're called high-flying Ipswich for a reason. Who? Who says this? I do. Rubbish. <laughs> okay. Adam, Rubbish. the good news is you've got, you've got time to redeem yourself for the listeners. The listeners, look, two out of three in the first week's not bad. So, um, our weekend, you know, Saturday, Sunday, treble sort of thing. Um, who's your team this week, Adam? Well, luckily, in the last segment, I put them to draw. Uh, but put them on the treble this week because they'll beat Man United. Spurs. Yeah, so I'll go what, Spurs. What was your prediction again for the score? 1-1. One, one. So who's on your treble, Adam? Spurs. Right, OK, interesting. <laughs> interesting. OK. Well, interesting. Hang on, whoa, hold up then. Hold up. Let's just like rewind that a bit. Why don't I put it as a draw? OK. Um, OK. Fair enough. So Spurs draw. <laughs> Spurs draw. I mean, at least it makes sense with your prediction then. Uh, okay, so again, Dan, for our uh, kind of like weekend, you know, Saturday treble sort of thing. Um, who, who's your team? <laughs> uh, I've gone to start your weekend off with a banger <laughs> or a banker. <laughs> uh, I've gone uh, Forest to beat uh, Sheffield United. Yeah, on Friday, right? So... Well they, well, they say the early kickoff on the Saturday <laughs> always ruins it. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm going to get the bank rolling on the Saturday because <laughs> money will be coming in. So, <laughs> okay, carry on, Scott. Carry on. Uh, so, um, if it's not due by Friday night, um, it will be well, due. Well, you can put another bet on then. Sunday afternoon, <laughs> but... Uh, Look, for the third one, uh, they got hammered last week. So what more? Why, why wouldn't you back a team? Um, but they're home this week. They've got their fans in, in force. And uh, I think... That's I think, the worst one of them all. 
Villa or Hammer Everton, Hammer Everton, sorry, Everton can't hit a barn door. You won't remember their game of the weekend. Um, not that I'm uh, excusing the abuse that Neil Moorpie got on there, uh, or Neil Moonpie for regular listeners, um, got got on their uh, social media, but Villa, Villa or Hammer, Hammer Everton. So we'll get that on social media as well. Treble. The treble of the weekend, this treble, go Tony's treble. Uh, Dan's prediction is uh, Forest. Uh, you've got Villa from myself, and you've got a draw in the Spurs Man United game to round it off for. From Adam, so that should pay some good odds, boys. So we'll uh, make up for last week. Make up for last week. Um, don't worry for anyone else. Uh, the mystery football is going to come back next week. Don't for those people that love that segment of the podcast, that's going to come back. We'll have a bit of the old sixty seconds every so often. Uh, the four majors will make an appearance every so often. We're always looking for for new things to, to add to it. Um, but boys, that that's pretty much it this week. Uh, just to shout out our social media, get everyone following. So. You can still join our fantasy football league. Um, it probably won't take you long to get past Adam looking at his uh, results. Um, <laughs> you can still join our Super Six. Um, you know, it's a predictions podcast and there's already people that are proving they're better than us. Um, you can follow us on, on Twitter, X, whatever it's called, at, uh, at TSLPoddy4. Um, you can find us on Facebook. I'm sure Dan's all over the Facebook. So you'll be able to find our predictions on social media. Adam loves it, uh, interacting with all the people that tell him that his predictions are wrong. So don't be afraid when you see his uh, predictions this week um, to, to let him know how you feel. Um, but in all seriousness, uh, five-star reviews, share the pod, get it passed around uh, even better. Boys, it's been great to catch up. Here's to week two. Yep. I'll see you both see later. later. See you on the football pitch. Yeah, see yeah. you later. Take care.